What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Av Geek Chronicles podcast. I am your host, Colin, the Chief Av Geek, Aviation Maniac, or whatever you want to call me. Welcome back, everyone, and I hope you're ready for another episode of the Av Geek Chronicles podcast because today we're bringing you another crazy and fun story from the world of aviation. That means we're bringing out another edition of the Ask the Av Geek show. I'm super stoked today because I'm bringing out another very diverse story today, and it's coming from a person who's in a position that we sometimes kind of forget while we're out there flying around. But if you see him out and about at U.S. airports or if he's on your flight, you have to say hello to him. I'll let my guest introduce himself here in a second, but I just wanted to say I love the diversity of young people we're starting to have on this show so far, and I know this episode is just going to add some more purpose to this podcast. You know, the purpose, the whole dream of this whole podcast for me is to prove that out there in the aviation world, there's so many ways that you can be a part of this world. It's very easy, and everyone has their own stories of how they got into this world, and you just got to hear it. You just got to listen. And if this is the space you want to come in, you just got to talk to us. I just want to be that catalyst that brings all these amazing stories to the forefront to hopefully motivate other young folks to give aviation a chance. So with that, I would love to introduce everyone to the one and only Matt Oliveira. Matt, how are you doing today? Woo, Colin, what is going on, brother? I'm doing great, man. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you, thank you. Of course. Nothing better that I think I can be doing on a Friday night than uh, than podcasting with you, man. This is going to be That's fun. That's what I'm saying, man. Bro, I, I got to be honest before we get started. This is my first podcast ever. I'm stoked first to hear First podcast that. And, uh, oh, I got to say, uh, hi, mom. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, that's about it. See, this and, is, this uh, is yeah. the crazy thing. Like, like this is, I mean, podcasting has been around forever. And I had Aaron David on from Canada last week. He's, I mean, he's a really, really well-known out on the Instagram world, uh, corporate pilot up in Canada. It was his first podcast. Oh, no and, way. Yeah. And I'm just like, I had, um, uh, I had Floyd Mayweather's pilot on. It was one of his, it wasn't, I don't think it was his first podcast, but it was, I was one of like the first few and now he's no been on the podcast and you know, it's just where everybody that I've asked so far, it's like, oh, this is cool. This is my first podcast. You know what this tells me is the aviation world needs to feature these young people in aviation. Just a That's little an bit absolute more, fact. Man. Just a little bit absolute more. Absolute facts. So before the whole purpose, and this is the story we want to get into because your life as a flight attendant, this, I mean, it's just crazy, everybody. And once you go and give him a, a follow over on social media, you're going to start seeing some of the, just the cool stuff that he has the opportunity uh, to do. But Matt, before we get into your crazy career as a Southwest Airlines flight attendant, I want the audience to kind of have the opportunity to understand who Matt really is, you know, on a personal deep level, okay. you know, who are you? That's who we're going to figure out. So Ooh, we're getting deep. Yeah. So tell the audience, how young are you? Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? And where do you call home right now? All right. Well, uh, yeah. Once again, thank you, Colin, for having me, brother. This is pretty dope. Uh, I'm 26, 26 years old. I'm a flight attendant originally from uh small town called Narragansett, Rhode Island. And uh All the way from the East Coast. East Coast, man. And it's hilarious because I'm literally in LA right yeah. now. So. East, east to west, baby. East to west. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, it's snowing over there. Like I just I'm not a cold guy. And once you like start to travel and you get to see all these spots, you're like, 
obviously Southern California is uh, among the tops. So, um, yeah, I've lived all around the country. I've uh, been with three different airlines, been with my current airline for about three and a half years now. And, uh, yeah, grew up in Rhode Island. I went to college for about like three semesters. And then I was like, I don't really know what I want to do, man. I'm like, I'm studying sociology. I think it's a cool, you know, a cool subject. But like, I, I have no idea what I want to do. You yeah. know, I'm just out here, you know, doing, going, uh, going with the flow like everybody else was doing. And then uh, I just randomly applied to this uh, this regional airline and I got hired. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to try it out. Yeah. You know, if I don't like it, I'll go back to school. And so I started doing it and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. y'all are going to pay me to go to these places I've never been before. <laughs> and I'm like, go on these layovers and I'm like, see, see the country, see the world. And I'm like, uh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, sign me yeah. up today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, 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 where do I sign? Do you feel like you're learning more what you're experiencing now than you would have oh, in college? Oh, man, absolutely. To be, I mean, to be honest, I don't even know how some of my friends graduated college, uh, but that's neither here nor there. But I literally think absolutely, man, because like when you travel, there's just like certain things you learn about different cultures and uh, just about, it's tough to say, man, just like like how to get somewhere, like yeah. how to use public transportation, like how to communicate to someone like, like I need to get to the airport, like, how do I get to this gate? Like, but they don't speak your language yeah. and you have like those barriers. And, um, I, I just think it's super important. And, and personally for me, I think that, you know, what I've learned the past, you know, six years as a flight attendant is definitely way more than I would have learned, uh, you know, in college. Oh yeah. So. I mean, I say, I say it all the time, you know, people ask me, well, how was college? Where'd you go? And you know, what did you do? And I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, like college was great. It was four years. I met a lot of great people, made a lot of good connections. But to I've learned real quick to be successful in the world today, you can't teach that in college. <laughs> you got to yep. get out there and just experience. You have to. But how's life in L.A. now? How's California in general? What's up? Man, let me tell you, the, the vibes out in L.A. are just absolutely unreal. I have a, a, a crew of, you know, probably about six of my close friends um, and you know, we all do social media together. Uh, my roommate's a producer, he produces music, uh, for a lot of, uh, you know, artists and social media people. And it's, it's just being in an environment where you are doing what you love and being surrounded by other people that love what you do. Like I love photography. I love videography. I like making videos, creating content. And, you know, I, as much as I love Rhode Island, you know, my best, best friends, they're, they're not into that. Yeah. And so, you know, finally being, you know, surrounded by, you know, a place that, you know, has all of these people and all these connections and, you know, obviously the weather and the beach aren't, you know, too you bad either. Yeah, you can't complain about that. <laughs> uh, but it, it's, it's, it's the best, man. So, I, so you're I, new to L.A. because you moved yep. from Vegas. So what was life like yeah. in Vegas? How long were you in Vegas for? Oh, man. Uh, I was in Vegas for like two years, man. That was where I was uh, most recently based. And uh, Vegas, <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. I'm not going to lie. When I first moved to Vegas, you know, it, it was exactly how you would picture it. I mean, you think of Vegas, you think just the strip. And for the first few months, that's, you know, a lot of what I saw. Yeah. Until I, you know, started to, because uh, I was, I mean, you know, you know, 
a couple of years ago. So, you know, I was a younger, a, a young, but uh, yeah. a younger, <laughs> more, more, you know, more jubilant character. And, uh, but no, I had a good time. Um, but then like you actually start to realize like, okay, I live here, you know, this is not sustainable in terms of like, you know, going out all the time. And yeah. so I've met some friends that actually helped me venture out in Vegas and, you know, you can go hiking, mm-hmm. Red Rock, you know, um, I remember going to this bonfire in the middle of like a dry lake bed and just like watching the stars yeah. and like dancing. And like, it was, that was crazy. That was a lot of fun. Do you ever go to um, Burning Man? Isn't Burning Man out there? Uh, it's like out in the middle of nowhere, close by. It's literally, yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to be honest. I've never, uh, I've never been to Burning Man, but, uh, I, I hear it's a good time. (laughs) So you were there, you were there in Vegas for two years. Have you had other bases with Southwest or is it just Vegas and LA? Yeah. So I, uh, I got bounced around all over. So my first month I was still living in Rhode Island at the time and I got based in Oakland, California. And you were living in Rhode Island. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. man, that's a so, that's a trip. Yeah. So some people, you know, some people drive five minutes to get to their work and I have to fly five and a half hours to get to <laughs> friggin' Oakland to uh, start working. Um so it was only for a month though. So it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Um so I would, you know, fly there. Uh, I didn't have a crash pad. Um and I don't know if for the listeners out there, crash pad is pretty much uh, you know, a place it's kind of like a hostel for flight attendants and pilots where, you know, they don't live in the city that they're based. So before the night before they'll fly into that uh, city and they'll need a place to stay and, you know, hotels can add up. So, uh, so it's just a place where, you know, I have like a lot of like bunk beds and you just kind of like crash there for the night, but I didn't have one of those. So I just, uh, you know, I paid a pretty penny for hotels in uh, Oakland, but, um, I started off there. Then I was in uh, Houston for two months and then I was in Chicago for six months. Uh, I was living with my brother in Chicago for six months. And then uh, one of my buddies uh, out in Vegas, he's a flight attendant with Allegiant. And he had an extra room. And he's like, oh, come out to Vegas. You know, it's fun. And I would visit him sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I'm down. So, yeah. Did you make uh, did you make those switches? Or would Southwest say, hey, we're going to base you here? Hey, we're going to base you here? Yeah. So originally, when I, when I first got out of training... Um, they only put people in Oakland or Baltimore. No, not Baltimore. They put Oakland and Denver. Yeah, those were the uh, junior bases. And so I had originally tried to get Chicago because uh, I had talked to my brother during training, and I was like, "Oh, we have a Chicago base. It'd be cool to like, you know, be out there for a little bit." And yeah. so he, so I, I had a spot in Chicago. So uh, it just didn't become available until my fourth month. So the first month I got, uh, you know. Oakland and then Houston was a little bit closer and then I finally got Chicago. Okay. So, so where you are now, I mean, what was life in Rhode Island? I mean, I'm assuming it's just a massive change from what you're doing now, but I mean, what was home like? Like, (laughs) yeah, well, I will definitely say, um, Rhode Island is the best. It's, it's my personal, it's my personal favorite place. Narragansett, Rhode Island, small beach town. (laughs) Um, and everybody knows everybody. So like even now, like when I go back, you know, there's only like there's only like three places that people go on the weekends. Yeah. And, you know, you see everybody from from high school. And uh, and I honestly like I don't want to I, I wouldn't want to be there every week. But going home and just like knowing everyone when you go out and just 
you know, feeling, you know, you get the, it's the ocean state. So I get to check out the beach, yep. watch the sunrise. And, um, it, it was just a vibe, man. You know, it's a small beach town. Everybody knows everybody kind of deal. A lot of, uh, mom and pop type restaurants that, um, you know, only food you can get over there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, our, I, I want to make it out to Rhode Island sometime because the company that I'm with, uh, our headquarters is in downtown Providence right there. So, oh, no way, yeah, man. So we're based out there in uh providence so hopefully i can get out there sometime but do you have any brothers and sisters are you only child or i'm the youngest, youngest? yeah so i have a yeah i got a two older brothers shout out knowledge and zolives i got a yeah are they in aviation uh, or are you the lone lone soul <laughs> in this right, world it's so funny they could not be like more opposite <laughs> than me so they um they both still live in Rhode Island, and um, I mean, they, they're my brothers. I, I love the guys to death. They they travel sometimes, but like they still think I'm crazy. Well, my whole family thinks I'm crazy. You know, I do skydiving, scuba diving, and like anytime they see me on Instagram or like my videos, they're like, <laughs> I, well, at first, you know, it's they're like crazy, Matt. What are you doing? It's like, <laughs> yep, they're like, there, there he goes again. There, there's, there's Matt. <laughs> Um, but yeah, my brother, one, one's a teacher and then the other one is a, uh, waiter. So my wife's a teacher. They, uh, so I respect that. That's good. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, just complete opposites, yeah. but they're, they're my homies. <laughs> it, it's funny because me and my sister, uh, well, let's just say my sister and I, we literally are complete opposites from our parents too. And it's just like, they, it's funny when your parents want you, when, like when you were younger, they're like, oh, you're going to follow in our footsteps. And then you literally yep. do the complete opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> and just watching them as you grow up. I mean, it's pretty, it, it's, it's pretty funny. But so as a kid, you know, growing up from what you're doing, you know, what were some of the things that maybe at a younger age, do you think you wish you would have experienced maybe some more as a kid? Um, I don't know, man. My childhood was, was dope, man. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. We, my family was amazing. You know, I'm very lucky and blessed to be, uh, uh, you know, still very close to my family. And we were, we went on so many trips and that that's definitely got to be where I got my travel bug is, you know, from my parents, you know, yeah. my mom, especially, um, you know, they would, my parents would just wake us up. I remember one time we went to, uh, we went on this freaking trip to Disney and, literally my parents just woke us up and uh they put us all in the car because our aunt was supposed to like supposed to be going on a trip so my parents wake us up and like we're like yeah we gotta drive our aunt to uh the airport and you know we're like i forget how old i was i want to say i was like eight and we were like why do we have to go drive yanya to the airport yeah and then so we get there and then we we say goodbye and then we literally are unloading all the bags and we're like, well, you know, what's, what's happening? Like, and my parents are like, Oh yeah, by the way, we're going to Disney. And oh, we're like, wait, no. what? Uh. We're like, what? <laughs> so like, Oh man. So like from that, we did a lot of road trips, camping. Um, so you got to travel outdoorsy. a lot as a kid then. Yeah, man. We, we, I don't know. We might've been hippies, man. I, I don't know about my parents, <laughs> like, but, uh, definitely blessed to have, uh, I, I definitely had an amazing, amazing childhood for sure. What was your favorite trip as a kid? Was that your favorite? Uh, that one was dope, man. Uh, we, we did this uh, a road trip where we we started in Rhode Island yeah. and then we drove way out west. Like we did all like the the national parks, Grand Canyon, Bryce Canyon, uh, 
Yellowstone. Um, where else did we go? We saw the Badlands, South Dakota. Um, so we just did this crazy, crazy road trip, and it was it was awesome. We had like this uh, this van. I'll never forget this Ford Windstar. It was so red, and my brother, my two brothers had like the middle seats in the back seat they would lay down and then i would lay down in between the middle seat and like the back of like the driver's seat because i was like small enough to like fit there yeah and so my dad was driving shout out shout out to frank man frank drove so much and how many, uh, how many miles were on that van <laughs> i have no idea man i have no idea but we had the you know little uh little tv with the vhs as we course, watched yeah. on, on the on the milk carton with yeah. the bungee cords yeah, i did that man. too yeah did you yeah, do that I bro did, yeah. yes <laughs> oh man bro if you did that like all the listeners if y'all did that y'all live but y'all see here see this is this this <laughs> takes the childhood to a next level because you know on those little tvs you would put it yep. and they started making them with the uh with like the well man what's the term it's like the little red and white jacks that you can plug in, you know, if you want to put oh, like, yeah, like a yeah, VCR yeah. or something. Yep. Yeah. So uh-huh. we rigged it up and we put the PlayStation on that. And so when oh, we would be traveling, snap. the okay. PlayStation with the TV, man, that was okay. killer fun. I'm trying to think, man, did we put N64 on that? I, I, I'll be honest. I don't remember if we did or not, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a vibe. That was definitely my oh, best trip. That was the funnest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, bro. So, traveling you know growing up in a family that loves to travel being able to go different places why why the change to aviation what gave you the itch to consider going into this crazy world it's funny because i honestly had i mean i always loved like aviation like every, anytime i got on the plane i just loved airports i was like everyone's going somewhere different like it's so new and being from the smallest state, it's like, like there's so much possibility in an airport, so many different destinations. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was in college, you know, I was still not really sure what I wanted to do. I, and my mom had suggested, uh, you know, flight attendant. And I always thought it would be like something super cool to do. Um, I didn't really know how to get into it. Um, so I, I just applied to like some random airlines. And then um, what happened was I got a email saying to come – for an interview and then I did that and then that was in North Carolina and they were like, all right, you, your training starts in a couple of weeks in St. Louis. So I went through that. That was about five weeks. Training was five weeks. And then, uh, excuse me, after that, they were like, all right, here you go. Like you're going to be based in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. And I was like, Oh snap. I'm like, I'm like, let's do it. I've always figured I'm like, I'll try it out. If I don't like it, I'll go back to school. And uh, like I said before, I'm like, wait, y'all going to pay me to go to, you know, <laughs> to all Miami these places, yeah. and yeah, New York. And like, I'm like, this is so sick. So, um, yeah, I was hooked. And like, I would. But your mom suggested in- it, though. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was weird because like, I mean, shouts out to my parents, man. Like, I mean, I, I owe everything to them for real. And. Well, I mean, you know, they're reaping some uh, flight benefits uh, at the moment, right? <laughs> they're actually they, they got actually, that yeah, companion. Just, and- <laughs> yeah, you know, they they bought a, a condo in Tampa, so they uh, asked me like uh, like every week, you know, oh yeah, I'm going to Tampa, going to Roadie, you know. So it's like, um, <laughs> but yeah, she she suggested it. I mean, I guess you know, as a parent, you know your kids, yeah. and you know, I'd love to travel, and you know, I was always doing crazy stuff. Like my mom always says, 
she knew that like she was screwed the time we were at the Grand Canyon and I put like my feet over the edge like I sat down and my mom's like what are you doing she's like I knew at that moment that she was screwed because I was always like the daredevil she saw type the daredevil who, uh, in you. oh yeah uh. yeah <laughs> all right so I know you know it, the, from the people that may know you from the social media world or the people that will figure out who you are, you know, I kind of know that flight attendants back in the day, I mean, that was the talk of the world. Like that was the thing to do, at least for the female population was like the flight. I mean, that was a highly regarded position. Uh, some mm-hmm. may even say more than the pilots, but you know, I mean, all reality, right? Like the position in years, I mean, it really has slid and, you know, we can blame that whatever on whatever the airlines do and the decisions they make. But nowadays I really see a rise in young folks, especially taking on either this position or even looking at the position as a possibility uh, to make a career or even because, I mean, just like you, like they figure out that, you know, they're in a position where they don't, they don't know what they want to do. You know, it looks fun. You get to meet a lot of people. You get to network uh, and just experience new things. And so they're trying it out. So I want to kind of deep dive into your life, uh, you know, not just with Southwest, but just in general as a flight attendant, because I think there's a lot of important lessons I think people uh, people could learn. Uh, and you're the first flight attendant that I've had on the show so far. So I'm super excited to get down and dirty into this. So what, what was the process like becoming, you know, before we jump into Southwest, what was the process when you, you know, you talked about it a little bit right there uh, towards the end there in your personal stuff, but what was the first process going in uh, as a flight attendant applying? Yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. Like I, I just applied to a bunch. And so I was nine, was I 19? I think I was either 19 or 20. And, you know, believe it or not, there's uh, some airlines that will actually hire you, uh, not being 21. So What's the, is it 18? Is the age 18? Some of them are 18. Um, I think, I think trans States is 18. I think sky West is 18. And then my airline that I worked for, I worked for Gojet airlines. That was, uh, I think it starts at 19. Um, but there's a bunch of airlines that hire that you don't have to be 21. So yeah. I just, I applied to a bunch of them and, uh, and yeah, you know, it, it's a long process, man. Oh, yeah. it, it really is. Like it, I definitely would say like for any other job, I would like to say flight attendants is one of the hardest things to get. You know, they, there's a saying that they say that it's harder to get a job as a flight attendant than it is to get them to Harvard, which, uh, by the numbers, by the amount of applications and people accepted, is correct. Yeah. Uh, could I go to Harvard? Absolutely freaking not. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know if I want to go to Harvard. So <laughs> I wouldn't. No, yeah. no, no. Um, <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. So I, you know, you get an email saying to. Um, it, it's a lot for a lot different for a lot of different airlines. Um, I'll I'll say for my first one, you know, I, uh, I got uh, flown out, so they actually uh, flew me out to uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Where, where I did my where I did my interview, and so you know it's kind of one of those things like you know if they like you, then you know they'll they'll move forward. It's it's oh man it's it's so crazy. We'll talk about we'll talk about one of them. So how about when I when I applied for American Airlines? Yeah, this is how this is how this is how it goes down. So you, you were apply. with American too? I was not. So I was actually oh, I've so been you, okay. I've been with three airlines. 
I was with GoJet, Virgin America, and now I'm with Southwest. When I was with Virgin America, I applied for both American Airlines and Southwest Airlines at the at the same time. Yeah. And so American hit me back first and I started going through their process and I eventually got a training date with them, but decided not to go with them because um, I, I just enjoyed Virgin. I figured it was Virgin or Southwest. But with American, I, you apply, you have a phone interview, which is uh, usually it's, it's crazy because the one that does the phone interview they're, they they're not even like employees they're like contracted out they're yeah. like a, a you know a, a, some like staffing yeah like something. right some interviewing company yeah. that weeds people out or whatever um and then you'll do the video interview so you you dress up like you're in an actual interview you get in front of your computer and questions will come up on the screen and it has a countdown like three two one and then it starts recording your answer. And then when you're done answering the question, you like click on your computer like like to stop answering the question. Um, so then if you get through that one, then you go to the face-to-face. So I got flown out to, uh, to Dallas, Dallas-Fort Worth. Um, I was living in North Carolina at the time. They flew me out to Dallas. And so they, they set everything up. I actually flew. That was my first time flying first class, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they flew me first class. Um, I think it was. Do they just, fly everyone like, first class, or is that just kind of no, spe- you just happen I, to? Yeah, I think you know it might have been like one of the only seats left or something, yeah. and they just put me up there. I, it was amazing. I, I loved it. Um, but so they get you to the airport, and then they set up the shuttle to their training facility, which the Americans is like a college campus. It, I mean, massive. it's right on. It's huge, and, and they're yeah. building another one too. It's it's huge. Oh no way! Yeah. Are they? So you get there and there's like, there's like 30 people, maybe like even 50 sometimes all dressed, you know, all dressed to the tens, yeah. you know, looking super sharp, super professional. Uh, you, you get in the first room and you're just filling out paperwork and stuff. And then you go to, oh no, th- then they put you in circles. Oh my goodness. Yes. This, <laughs> they Circle put you time. in groups. Yep. They, but they don't like, they don't put you in groups. They're like, get into groups of like five or whatever. And meanwhile, in the room is about seven American Airlines employees and they're all watching you like absolute hawks. Your every move, your, your body language, your, your posture. Uh, Are you smiling? Like so many social cues Uh that they're checking out. And then when you get into the groups, they're looking at, you know, okay, are you working together with the group? Um, I'm trying to give some context. I, it was like four and a half years ago. So I'm trying to remember like what the question was or whatever, but we had to get in groups and like answer a question or something. And so then you go up in front of the class and you, you present it. And so after that, then everybody gets down, uh, down back in their seats. And then, they'll call people out like one by one. They'll just start calling people out. So you're like sweating buckets. You're like, is what is going on here? Is this like flag football? And yeah. like, am I going to, am I going to be the smelly kid in class? that doesn't get picked. <laughs> like, and this is like, this is for your career. Yeah. This is what you like. This is what you want. And like, everyone's just like sweating buckets. So then you go to uh, a, a group one. So there's five of you and then there's a, a panel of two. And so, and this is like, 
you know, for everyone out there, this is just like my personal experience four and a half years ago. I'm sure things have changed, uh, not only with them, but different airlines. Um, so there's two people and then there's five of you. And so they're very, very particular with what you do. So they go, there's index cards. And then they're like, pick one, pick one, pick one. And then they're like, don't look at it yet. And then the teacher goes, she's like, whenever in no particular order, stand up, say your name, read the question, answer the question, say your name again and sit down. So like, in my head, I'm like, oh my goodness. This, I'm like, well, I'm like, well, Matt, you made it this far. Yeah, you know, this yeah. is good, good for you, buddy. <laughs> so I'm like, oh man, like I didn't even remember what the lady said besides, you know, pick the card and stand up. <laughs> I'm like, so, so one girl goes first. And uh, I think her question was like, if you could be any superhero, what would it be? And these questions are like crazy, man. They're like, what does that have anything to do with being a flight attendant? Yeah. You know? So, I forget the girl's name. She crossed her. She said she wanted to be Wonder Woman. And she thought that, like, I don't know, Wonder Woman was, like, she's powerful. She's strong. And she's, like, represents women amazing. I'm, like, she gave, like, a freaking amazing 10 out of 10 yeah. uh, Academy Award uh, <laughs> receiving answer. And I'm, like, oh, goodness. Now I got to top this. Like a Miss America. Um, like a Miss America I know. I know, like man. Um, so my question, what was my question? It was... Oh, it was like if you could have a conversation with anyone in the world, like why, like who would it be and like why? And dude, I, when I say I froze for 15 seconds and didn't say a word, that is exactly what happened. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, damn, I'm like, I have no idea. I got to pick a, one, one human out of seven billion. Actually, not even like however many people have been before me. And then I'm like, um, I answered the question. I said, um, it was like my dad's aunt because like she helped like raise my father and like my dad is like just like the OGs, like my guy. Well, I, you know, I didn't say it like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but you know, I use a very, you know. Um, and so I was like, I, you know, I would love to, you know, hear their perspective on everything because, you know, they shaped my father. My father is very important to me. And so, uh, so that happens. And then, you go, you go back to a regular room of like everybody else, everybody answers their questions and then they call you out again. And so I get called out and then this guy's walking me down a hallway and he's like, Oh, you know, you know, I hope you enjoyed your time here. Um, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ah, damn, you know, I'm like, cause yeah. I'm like, I'm like, ah, I don't think I got it, man. And then he brings me into another room and I'm like, bro, I'm like, what is going on here? What's going on? Then it was a one-on-one -on -one interview, and I'm like, "Oh man, here we go!" <laughs> so they put you uh, through they, the gauntlet. Oh man, this is no joke out here. And so I think I like lost ten pounds just from sweat for sure <laughs> that day. So you get in there, and then um, that was just like a normal interview. And then you leave, and then you know we'll call you, email you, blah blah blah. So like I got didn't hear anything for like a few weeks, and I got an email saying come in for. A drug test, you have to pass a drug test and all this. After that, they send you back home. And then after that, it is come to training. And so yeah. I was at that point. This is a very long explanation. Sorry for <laughs> no, going no, on. No, no, no. It's good. This is crazy this is good context. Like, I didn't even know about this. Yeah, man. It's so crazy. So, like, then we get, you know, the training date and then 
So like I applied to American and Southwest at the same time. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, what do I want to do? Do I want to, you know, have a training date with American? Um, I'm loving Virgin America right yeah. now. I was actually based in LA with Virgin America. So I had a crash pad out in LA uh, before, you know, I'm, I'm here now, but I chose to stay with Virgin. You know, I called them literally the morning of I was supposed to show up to training. I was in uh, I was in Fort Lauderdale and I was like, um, I'm not going to be coming to training, you know. And it's like, I was like, ah, I don't know if that was the right, the choice, right choice in my life. Yeah. Like, was that right? Was that not right? I'm like, I'm joining Virgin America right now. I think for me, Virgin a lot like Southwest allows you to bring your personality to work. And that's something I definitely, uh, definitely love. Not saying American doesn't, um, it's just, it's a lot more corporate. And, uh, for me personally, I figured, um, you know, Virgin America was more of my vibe and was more me. And so I kind of, you know, went with that. And then when Southwest hit me up, you know, I obviously, you know, I I had to jump ship. Yeah. I've always wanted Southwest. So I mean, yeah, that is a a long answer, but yeah, I mean, that's like, (laughs) I mean, you basically hit it like, right. Like Southwest, I mean, their mojo, their, their brand. I mean, same with, uh, I mean, I really do miss Virgin. I loved flying on Virgin. I flew it RIP I Virgin, yep. two, two or three times. And I tell you that that was one of the best airlines out there. Virgin yep. was, they, they had an amazing product. but I mean, I, yeah. I, t- I don't, you know, it's sad that it's not here anymore, but I, you know, if any airline, I guess could have eaten it up, there's probably two airlines that would have kept at least the feeling there and that's Alaska and Southwest. Cause I still think Alaska for an airline they're they're decent. They're pretty laid back compared to some of the others. Um, so is that, yeah, I mean, is, that is that really why you chose Southwest then was just because, I mean, just it fit oh. you as a person better. Oh yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, as soon as I like, you know, started being a flight attendant, it was, it was stuck. Yeah. West all day. It was Southwest. I mean, I mean, it's tough because, you know, sometimes, sometimes I do think, you know, like, ah, you know, do I want to go to Delta? Do I want to go to American? Do I want to like fly to like China and, you know, all these, all these spots. And I'm like, not really. I'm like, if I, (laughs) if I want to go somewhere, I'm going to go on my own time. And the thing about Southwest that is way better than any airline in the world is the flexibility I feel like personally, like I'm a freelance flight attendant yeah. because they give us our schedule and then the freedom we have to move it around and mold it and give stuff away, pick stuff up. And I, we don't even have a minimum either. So we can technically take a month off if we want to. I usually um, like this month, my schedule is I, I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So Thursday through Sunday, I'm off. And, but, you know, say I'm currently working Christmas. So if I wanted to get Christmas off, you know, I'd have to, uh, you know, money talk. So you'd probably have to pay someone to work for you, but, (laughs) but some places you can't even do that. So, um, I think the freedom to work when I want Uh and the freedom to, I mean, as a flight attendant in general, just literally go wherever you want is just Freedom. Yeah. Freedom is amazing. It, it's funny that you're saying that because I went uh, about a month ago, I bought something off of Facebook Marketplace from, uh, from really? what was People a, do that? Oh, yeah. What? This was, and this was an aviation piece. Um, okay. I found something out there that I needed for GPS. And so I went and, you know, somebody local here, lo and behold, it was a guy who just got a job with Southwest, a pilot. And that was, okay. that was actually one of the things that he mentioned because I was asking him, you know, I fly, I was like, 
why Southwest over some of these other airlines? And he's like, you know, I've had people and I've known people that have flown for a lot of different airlines and the schedule flexibilities was what put me in Southwest. He said for even the yep. pilots, it must be that way too. So that is, yep. I mean, that's gotta be under. So, you know, let's talk about that schedule a little bit. I know flight attendants are known sure. to have crazy schedules. So when you are on, when you are working, what's a typical day's schedule look like for you? Uh, yeah, well, I could just, I'll go to, to yesterday. Yesterday I woke up in uh, Memphis, Tennessee and, uh, we were actually, uh, <laughs> the shuttle was a little delayed. So we were able to, uh, finesse a free breakfast, which is always good oh, at the yeah. hotel. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, uh, I had breakfast and then you get, what was my report time? I want to say my report time. I think we had a three o'clock van. So 3 a.m. No, 3 p.m. Oh, 3 p.m. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not an a.m. guy. Like if I have, if I have a choice, like I'm, I'm not trying to wake up in the morning. Yeah. Like I, I'm definitely <laughs> like, my vibe is definitely in the p.m. Uh, PM sure. yeah. Uh, so yeah, we get to the airport, uh, probably around like, like, 320, 325, and then we had to be at the plane. I think it was like 345 because it's a pretty long drive because we stay uh, we stay close to Beale Street downtown in Memphis. Oh, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, we get there, and then we were working three flights. So we went from Memphis to Dallas, actually, and then Dallas-Houston, and then we're on the ground in Houston for like, two hours and 20 minutes i think it was and then after that ground time we go we worked one more flight to la so it was a pretty long day i think it was like the duty day which duty day for those of you who don't know is uh when you show up like what your report time to the airport is until 15 minutes after you get to your destination of your last flight so i started in memphis ended in la it was 10 and a half hours probably until, uh, you know, start to end. So, so. is there a, re- what's the regular is, do you guys are, are you guys held by some of the same regulations that the pilots are? Um, not as strict. And actually, uh, we have some, some rules that are changing in January, I believe, cause the FAA, uh, is giving us more rest. Yeah. So I, our minimum rest right now is nine hours, but I, don't call me. I think they're bumping it up to 10 hours. Um, but we can be on reduced rest, which is eight hours. But the pilots, I think, is capped at 10 hours. Yeah. So I think they're pushing us up to 10, too, is what I'm hearing. Word on the street is. Yeah. But I, I uh, don't call me on that. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, I know you got your guys' job can be incredibly difficult sometimes. Trust me, I've seen some pretty unruly, <laughs> unruly people get on uh, yep. uh, get on get on uh, Southwest uh, flights. But you know, with the hard things that come, what are some of the rewarding things about your job? Oh man, it's uh, you have Uber for airplanes. Like you can go anywhere, um, anywhere you want, whenever you want. It's like, and the thing is that's amazing about it is that. Like we can bring people. So like I get to share these experiences, you know, I get to bring my family on trips, uh, you know, my parents, like I give them, you know, they got free flights for the rest of their life yeah. and I, I still, I still owe them. So, you know, being able to share, you know, those travel experiences with my, uh, friends, family, you know, I get buddy passes. Um, and then just in general, like being a flight attendant's fun, man. Yeah. Like everyone's so stressed. Like 
traveling and like especially southwest like we just joke around you know you know some of us rap the safety demo and i do you do you have a special safety demo i you know what's funny i'm actually uh you know give a little uh a little uh, insight. I'm actually writing a uh, flight attendant rap right Are now. You really? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like 70% of the way done oh, writing. No. Uh, and uh, so you, you guys might be seeing that, uh, you know, on a video, not, go uh, on go some viral, viral videos soon. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm right. Cause I figured, I don't know, you know, might as well, you know, I do social media, yeah. you know, that's literally like when you think flight attendant and like, like, like viral videos, it's, it's someone doing the safety demo it's yeah. someone rapping something or like dancing funny. So, um, yeah, I was just writing that. And it's funny cause like that's, we can do that, you know, like we can, you know, you can't do that at, you know, Delta or yeah. uh, wherever you, but like, I, not to knock on them, they're great airlines, but at the same time, it's like, I would like to be working somewhere that, you know, encourages me to be me and trusts that I am going to be, you know, portraying the airline in a good way while also, you know, making it fun, you know, making it like modern as well. Like, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of airlines out there, uh, just a little bit too professional, I think. Like, so. like literally, I was I was on a Southwest flight going to New Orleans over Thanksgiving. I think uh, at Love Field when I got on and they were doing the safety brief, the the briefer, the flight attendant that was doing the briefing, she I, I want to say it went like the beginning went like this. She's like, okay, it was like something like, okay, we're you know how you guys start the safety brief, uh, you know, listen up. And she basically, lo and behold, she goes, um, man, how did it go? She goes. I know nobody wants to listen to the safety brief and nobody cares, but if you care about your life and you don't want to die, please listen up. <laughs> and I said, only on Southwest could you get away with saying something. And everybody's like laughing. Uh, no, it's yep. just so fun that they allow you guys just to kind of be fun. And yeah, and that's why and that's why people love us. You know, they they come they come expecting that type of stuff. And you know, when we give it to them, they 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 love it. It, so it takes it's stress. Like, it it just seems like it's like weird. Everybody's trying to get on the airplane and then when something funny happens when you guys do something funny you just kind of see the vibe on the plane just go ah like all right yeah. this is cool this is all right this is fun yeah it, it's 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 awesome so, man i love it so what's your favorite airport so far that you've gone to in the u.s sheesh man damn good question um favorite airport love field's a good airport i, I definitely love that did you go to um, love field the- before it was renovated though no, I didn't. Oh, I'll be man, honest, it was, dude. I it didn't. Was a, it was a dump. Love Field was, was it a dump? dump. Now it's super nice. I love Love Field. Oh yeah, I love. Uh, I love that one. What else do I love? I don't know. I like small airports. Uh-huh. Like I, I don't like 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 LAX is not my favorite. It's, it's too big. LA, LAX is crazy, man. It's so big and like. It take as soon as you land, it's like you might not get to your gate for another half hour. Like you still might be like taxiing yeah. around just to like depending on what you know runway you land on. It's like it could possibly take you forever. And then you got traffic leaving and going in. Like like in terms of like driving, so it's like I don't know. So, I, so being I love in, Love Field for sure. So being in LA, could you be scheduled on a flight at like Burbank or Orange County, or are you based at LAX? Is that you? No, yes. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's my base. We actually uh, we opened it up last week, so de- December first, we opened up the LAX base. And I mean, I've loved Southern California forever. So as soon as they mentioned that, I was I was there in two seconds. Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, but no, we we're not uh, 
required to get to Burbank or any of these other airports. We're based, so we start and end all of our trips at LAX. Personally, I mean, I'd love to be based at Burbank. Yeah. It's a lot closer to Hollywood <laughs> than uh, LAX and uh, be a lot a lot shorter of a trip. But, um, but yeah, we're based at LAX. So, so what do you think, I mean, for everybody that doesn't know, I mean, people have heard all across the news the kind of the accident that happened at Burbank. But somebody in your position on a plane like that, when that happens, what goes through a flight attendant's mind or a flight crew in general's mind when an accident like that happens? Um, I mean, it's, you know what you sign up for. So like during training, like like when you're in training, like they, they show you these videos, they show you all of the videos of like, um, you know, crashes, evacuations, emergencies. And, and it's not, it's not to scare you. It's to be like, this could possibly happen. Like yeah. this, this is not a job that you're, you know, you're not going to, you're not coming here and scooping ice cream and like going home. Like, you, you know, there's a chance that like something could happen and we're here, um, you know, on the training side to like prepare you to, you know, react and to essentially save people's lives. So, um, you know, when it happens, I, I, trust it's it's kind of like a fraternity like yeah. flight attendants pilots and aviation in general like like i know um i i trust everyone that i work with and you know i wouldn't come to work if i didn't so i know my two other flight attendants have my back and if anything happens uh you know the pilots like we're all like so drilled in terms of training that we know what to do in any single situation that arises yeah on the plane in the airport, um, you know, if we lose an engine, like, like you just, you just react yeah. and that it's just second nature now, since you have all the training, it's like, you just show up and have a good time. But at the same time, if something goes on, like, like you just like snap into action, like, okay, like now this is, now we're doing this, like, but you know what to do in every situation. So, so it's, it's, so would you say the, in that accident that happened, I mean, it wasn't really, I mean, it was a mishap more like that. Um, earlier, what was it? This summer that happened uh, in the air. I mean, would you say those flight attendants? I mean, it sounded like, I mean, they, everybody from the uh, the pilots to the flight crew, I mean, they literally went by the book. I mean, that, I mean, that must be a testament to the training that you guys, that you guys received from the company. Yeah. It's um, like I said, as, as soon as, uh, as soon as something happens, you just spring into action and at, you know, it, it, it is what it is, man. So you gotta, you gotta try and, uh, you know, do the best that you can yeah. to try and, uh, you know, come to a, a solution that, you know, uh, kind of helps out everyone get on the ground, uh, as, as safely as possible. And, you know, it's definitely a, uh, tragic thing that, uh, that happened, but, uh, at the same time, every, everyone, definitely uh reacted the way they were supposed to mm-hmm. and it's uh it's it's truly a miracle that uh, we're able to get everyone else uh that was on the on the plane back down to the ground safely so i have to i mean because this is a really really good segue in kind of what we're talking about into what i want to talk about next but do you think that the reaction and kind of the talk after of you know everything that happened around there would have been different if social media wasn't around? Um, yes, yes and no. Um, I mean, 
there, there's things that, yeah, the things, things go viral in, in two seconds, but I mean, that, that was, that was just news in general. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was social media, uh, particularly, uh, but I'm sure it got, you know, word, word maybe a little bit quicker, but I'm, I mean, that's probably just minutes. Um, so I, I don't think too much, uh, but definitely in terms of like, there's a lot of stuff that goes on on airplanes, you know, people, uh, you know, there's a, happening during boarding, people getting denied boarding and all this stuff. Like there, there's some stuff, there's some fights and all this stuff. Like that is social media. That's, yeah. that's not CNN doesn't, doesn't just pick <laughs> that up. Like that's people on their cell phones. What's the, okay. So before we, before we jump to the next topic I want to talk about, let's, let's touch this. What's the craziest, I mean, cause these aren't the stories oh, we hear, right? And so the ones yeah. that you can sh- share, you know, and you don't have to name yeah. names. You can keep it, you know, on the deal. But what's what's the craziest or one of the craziest things that you've maybe experienced as a flight attendant so far? Oh, man. Um, there's got to yeah, be some there's a lot, brother. Um, <laughs> good or bad, was, I don't care. <laughs> no, 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 for sure. Uh, I actually talked about this in a YouTube video once. So I uh, I had this this flight one time where there was this uh, – we were, we were at cruise, so we were at – you know, 40,000 feet, just doing our thing. We we're on an 800. So we had, uh, four flight attendants and, and there was a, uh, gentleman in the forward part of the cabin that just, uh, you know, he was standing up. I was, I was all the way in the back. So we didn't really, you know, know what was happening, but he was, you know, like, just like waving his arms and we were kind of see what was going on. So yeah, I go up there and, uh, apparently what he tried to do was, uh, open one of the cabin doors during the flight. Oh, you should. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, that's, that's, that's a that's no, no. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah do you, you, you don't want to do that. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's not it. That's not the move. So, uh, I hate to see it, but we, uh, you know, trying to calm him down trying to get him to sit down and like, he, he was not cooperating whatsoever. And then he actually pushed me. And so I'm like, Oh, here we go. And so me, uh, another flight attendant and then like four passengers uh, ended up like uh, taking this guy to the ground and I grabbed the, uh, we have uh, handcuffs while well, they're like zip ties. Yeah, zip ties. So, uh, you know, we zip tied them and then we put them in the first row and obviously we let the uh, uh, pilots know the situation. And so, uh, I mean, when, when I say we, we beelined it to the nearest airport, yeah. uh, that's exactly what we did. Uh, we diverted to Denver and we were on the ground for uh, for a few hours there, talking to you know just authorities, FAA, the FBI, just everyone. And then, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, not sure what happened to the guy, but um, that's just something yeah. you don't do. Come on, people! God, come on, <laughs> come man, on, people! <laughs> All right, so so <laughs> that's actually a pretty good story. I I was before the end of the podcast. I was going to ask, have you ever had to like take somebody down? No, I've man. always wanted to know that. But it was uh, a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to pivot into something that I mean, something that you've done super super well, and I think it's helped you just within your job. Uh, you know, doing what you're doing. But you've taken some serious advantage of kind of the power of social media and really documenting. Uh, your journey. So do you feel that because you're seeing how it's kind of helping you and how it's helping you connect with people, but do you think people in the industry, whether it be airline or just aviation in general, do you kind of think sometimes that maybe some people are taking the positive power for granted what it can do versus the negative? You know, always, oh, social media is a bad thing 
versus oh, oh actually yeah. social media is a really powerful thing like it's good yeah social media is amazing man i i honestly like like if i was a kid i i should have been vlogging when i was like seven yeah i, I mean i i don't know if i would have at the time but like Man, the, just like the things in the past year and a half that I can look back on and be like, "Oh snap, uh-huh. I forgot I even did that in Australia." I'm like, but yeah, man, you can not only can you know is it dope to like post your travels, you know where you're at, what you're eating, uh, which is awesome, but you can also make some serious money on the side too. Oh yeah, in terms of you know brand deals, getting uh, shout outs for different companies. And, uh, you know, I've been doing some, uh, photography and videography for different companies and it's just been amazing. Uh, but a lot of flight attendants do use it to their uh, advantage. Just, you know, they have like businesses on the side where, you know, they can use the travels to like their advantage in terms of like networking or meeting people on their trips. And, um, it's, it's just unreal, man. Social media traveling, those are like so like my two things that I do. Yeah. And well, and because of the hard work that you put into it and kind of this, this yeah. influence that you're building through it. I mean, you've been able to do some pretty cool projects with, uh, with your airline. I mean, tell, uh, tell us a little bit about yeah, some man. of the projects you've been, I mean, I guess, you know what you can, maybe some of, some of it's not released or whatnot. Of, but. of course, of course. Yeah. I actually, uh, I just, I just had my first commercial air, which was, uh, you're going to be a TV star. Unreal, man. I, you know, it's I haven't seen it on TV. Like I, someone, the only reason I even know it's out is because, uh, I had, uh, someone message me on Instagram, the video. Um, so, you know, I thought I would have, you know, got like an email like, Oh, it's out here it is. But, um, so someone messaged me that and I was like, no way. Cause I had vlogged like the whole behind the scenes. I saw that. Yeah. I was watching that. Playing in the commercial. And I was like, this is so sick. Like, this is amazing. But I couldn't put it out. I filmed that in April. It's what? It's December now. So I couldn't put it out until like a couple of weeks ago when I did. And, uh, so yeah, I, it was just unreal getting behind the scenes and like, and it's so awesome because I make videos and I was in a commercial. So like, seeing the production seeing like the the set hair and makeup like being in it and like also like 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 filming like knowing like that little bit of like a background and seeing like these huge massive cameras and like the director the producer and then you have uh people from our marketing team people from our brand team like overviewing Uh like all of the scenes to make sure like Oh, like, you know, have, have them put their hair like this or make them turn their body like this or say this a diff- different way. Like it was just super cool to get like the inside scoop of like what was going on there. Um, so that was dope. Uh, I'm, you know, I may or may not be uh, part of a couple other projects that, you know, I'm, I might not be able to talk about. They might involve some new uh, routes Southwest might be serving, oh, but, uh, nice. you know, you know. Yeah, you you're know, out there yeah, on the West Coast. All, I may have an idea. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, man. Um, have you been on any of the, uh, because around Love Field, I don't, I mean, maybe you've been out, but all around Love Field, they have the the billboards. I mean, Southwest has literally purchased every single billboard within about know, a four right? mile radius <laughs> of that damn airport. <laughs> have you been on a billboard yet? I have not, man. If I was around it, I would. I would freak out. Freak I don't out. know. It'd be amazing. <laughs> How do they pick people if, for that? How do they do that? Um, yeah. So for the, um, for the commercial is it's, you don't, you don't get paid from Southwest. You get paid from the, uh, from the agency oh, that okay. Southwest uses. Yeah. Um, 
which I believe they're based in Austin, really cool people. Uh-huh. Um, but so, so pretty much I, to my knowledge, I could be completely wrong, but Southwest is like, okay, we need, we need a commercial. Here's our budget. Here's the money, make it happen. And like, they'll help the agency like find the right people, but yeah. it's still, I, I think the airline has the final say of who gets picked, but they both have a say in it uh, Okay. in terms of like, you know, how they are during interviews, their look. Um, so you had to be casted for it basically then. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was a casting. So I, I had applied about, it was in LA at the airport about, a year and a half ago so you have to be with the airline for two years and then you do the uh you do the casting and then after that it's like i didn't hear anything for like nine months yeah. and then after, after i finally did it was um it was it was awesome <laughs> so they're like they're like oh can you can you and like they don't uh they don't take away like your your days off or anything yeah. so it's like because it's the agency. The agency's like, we need you here on this day, yeah. and can you be here? And so I was actually working, so I had to, you know, get rid of my trip, which I mean, I'm like, I'm in a commercial, like, yeah, yeah I'm, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm gonna run there if I gotta run there. You know what I mean? So. Uh, yeah, no, that was that was really cool, man. So, so with being on social, with documenting, you know, with doing the vlogs that you're doing uh, about kind of the life that you're living right now, how have you been able to? juggle the the etiquette rules of having you know having the position that you do with still being able to be creative and do the things that you want to do yeah it's um i'll, I'll be honest that, that's probably one of the, the the toughest things that um that I don't, I don't struggle with it it's just like you know it's i have a lot of friends here in la that do social media yeah. and you know they do vlogs and all this stuff and like they, they don't have to worry about, you know, what they put in their videos. They don't have to worry about, you know, uh, you know, someone, you know, possibly taking a video the wrong way for what they say. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I do have to tailor it a little bit, but it's, it's, it's not that bad. Like I hit up, uh, the marketing or the brand team, like right before, like I even posted my first vlog and I was like, Hey guys, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna start like making some videos on YouTube. Like, uh, do you have any advice or, you know, what could I put in here? What can I not put? Um, you know, can I show my wings? Can I not? And so, I mean, they pretty much just like referred me to the social media policy that we have yeah. and that, uh, you know, just represent us in a good way and have a, have a disclaimer that, you know, the views are yours and that, you know, they don't represent Southwest Airlines. And, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, that, that's cool. Um, I, I can definitely do that. And so, I mean, there's, been times where you know I want to put something in, but I'm like, I, I probably you know maybe not. So, which is different, you know. Like I said, for some of my other friends here in LA, they're like they, they'll post whatever. Yeah, you know they don't. Uh, but I still think that you know I'd I'd rather you know make sure that you know I'm posting out good content for me and my company um, versus you know not having the perks that you know come with it and not having the worry yeah. if that makes sense. But I mean it's a lot of it's a lot of work that you're doing. So I mean there's got to be lot, a, there's got to be a deeper purpose, you know, what what are you trying to do with, you know, the content, the documenting, you know, is there a deeper purpose behind it? Uh kind of, man. I mean it's it's crazy. So like I'm we're probably going to get a little deep here and uh I so I, I was born with cystic fibrosis. 
No way. Which is, uh, yeah, man, it's a lung disease. It affects your lungs yeah. and uh, digestive system. And so the the life expectancy, you know, online it says it's thirty seven. I, I don't know if that's true or not. I feel good. I'm I'm chilling, man. Like I, I've been living my life, but for the past year and a half, when I've been uh, what I've been doing with the YouTube is just literally it's just documenting. Yeah. Like this is this has been my life, and like if if someone can look at my life and you know inspire them to explore, live it up, or you know not really care what people think, or you know maybe even just to be like. Hey, like, I, I don't know how many more days I got here. Like, yeah. let me just, you know, do, do what I really, really want to do instead of, you know, listening to, you know, other people's opinions or, you know, oh, maybe you can't do that. Like, I, I don't really listen to that type of negativity. Um, so, I mean, it's just like documenting and then for, for other people to watch, you know, it's like, you know, you know, if I do get hit by a bus tomorrow or whatever, like, you know, I have all these vlogs. I have yeah. all this stuff on social media that people can like look back on and be like, "Damn, you know, look at how this guy lived his life." You know, and this guy, you know, he had a you know a chronic lung disease, and you know, he was still able to do all these things. So I, I feel like it's, um, you know, one of those things where I, you know I want to you know start documenting my life to uh, portray uh, you know just like a, a good legacy of you know explore live it up you know i'm a big proponent of traveling and uh not only getting out of your comfort zone but also uh you know just questioning things like mm -hmm. question the city you're in question the job you're in do you love your job do you um you know do you wake up excited to live and so that's pretty much what i'm doing man you know a little, a little deep there but <laughs> no that's i mean it, it brings up the question right and you know my my wife had a brain tumor uh, when she was oh, younger, man. so I mean she kind of you know Damn. she's had something just like that as well. But when you're yeah. when you're hit with a diagnosis like that, I mean, does it help you live a freer life and just kind of do like you know I I just want to live the best life possible, like regardless if I live a hundred years or you know whatever. Like it's just basically yeah. like, I'm gonna do me and I'm gonna be happy and just having a good time, like have fun. Absolutely, like that. That's how it is, and like you know it's funny, man. Like in a crazy way, I feel like. I feel like I'm blessed to like have this because yeah. I, I mean, I've only known it like my whole life. So mm -hmm. like, that's the only life I know. So it's like, I wasn't living and then something happened and like, this has just been how I've been living my whole life. But like to learn, um, you know, the, the life expectancy, which I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. Like I, I'll probably live into 137. That's what I'm saying. Uh, especially with health. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, I, I mean, I'm not too, too stressed on, uh, on, uh, all of that but it's like you know was, you only got one life you know what i'm saying so it's like you might as well do every freaking thing like that's why I, personally like if you know god forbid it were to end tomorrow i have not done anything that like or like i have not not done anything yeah in my life if that makes i haven't uh -huh. prevented myself from doing anything like ever yeah. like i've done everything i've ever wanted to do in life so it's like I mean, if it happens, it happens. Like I'm not, but I'm not also gonna like not skydive because I, you know, it's dangerous. Yeah. I'm not gonna, you know, not get my motorcycle license because it's dangerous. Uh -huh. Like of course, but at the same time, crossing the streets dangerous. Like driving a car is dangerous. Anything. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So it's like I, I don't know, bro. Like just live your life. If you want to do something, just do it. Man. Shit. <laughs> now, shit. Nowadays, if you eat a salad. <laughs> It's like you, oh yeah, you may, oh, yeah. You may contract right. E. coli the, or something like that. The, the romaine lettuce yeah. in California, everyone's freaking out about. <laughs> um, 
But on, on a more positive note, because you're having these opportunities now, because, you know, documenting this journey and Southwest is picking up on it and you've been ha- having these opportunities, do, I, I know your crew probably, you know, they probably recognize you. I, I'm assuming though it's a big community, it still is a small community, but do, I mean, would you say both crew and passengers, do they start to recognize you? Um, yeah, you know what, man, it's, I'll be honest, that's probably the cra- craziest part about all of this and it. I can't explain it. It's yeah. it's so sick. It's amazing. And it's it's crazy because like sometimes I'll be like, I'll be tired and I'll be like, man, you know, today was long and, you know, I'm still vlogging and like when the camera comes on, you know, you got to be yeah. like, you know, all like chipper and, and crazy. But then like when someone comes up to you and they're like, hey, man, watch your videos. You know, I think what you're doing is dope. I'm like, shoot, man, that's pretty dope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's pretty cool, man. Like someone like I someone saw my life and like watched it and got enjoyment from it like just knowing that and then uh it i'll be honest it's mostly it's a lot it's a lot of crew like yeah if i mean if you're under the age of like i don't know like 30 and you know you you probably have like either seen me on instagram or youtube and it's 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 crazy man it's like it's awesome and like there's been some passengers like just a handful not not too many it's been like uh maybe like 10 uh, in the past, you know, however long I've been doing this. Uh, but it's, it's super cool, man. And, uh, it, I don't know. It's, it's just crazy that like, that like I had an idea to start doing this. I did it. And like seeing people recognize it is, I I still can't even wrap my head around it to be honest. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's, it's just one of those things. I mean, I've, it's weird because, you know, I've hit almost the 3000 download thing and now pe- Dude, that's people, massive, man. People, I love it. people are almost like, I mean, I've had a few people just locally really. Um, but I did have, I had somebody from Australia. They, no they found way. me, they yeah. got, they got a hold of the podcast and it, uh, nice. it was a helicopter pilot in training. They're like, I really love all the different diverse stories. And I was like, I had to ask a question. I said, where are you from? And they said, well, I'm from Australia. And I was like, holy hell, this got all the way to Australia. But it's just, it's like, it's weird. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, man. I'll, I'll have like, I was in a live stream the other day. This girl's from India. And I'm like, I've never even been to India. I have I'm to like, say, how? if you have the opportunity, you have to go. It's, am- yes, it's amazing. Dude. It is amazing. That's what I hear, man. That's what I hear. I definitely have to. It's some of the best. It's some of the best food. It's some of the best culture. And I don't know. I mean, you see me now. I got asked on a Mumbai beach if I was Justin Bieber. I literally, Wait, I was, what? I was literally the only white kid. I was staying at the. Okay, you know, this is. I'm not as bougie as I'm about to sound right now, but this is just the way India is, right? Okay, so you're an American. You're going there on business. You get to stay at really, really nice hotels. Why? Because it's stupid cheap over there. So I was at the JW Marriott which is pretty much top of the line Marriott that you can be at. And it's right on mm-hmm. the, the beach in Mumbai. It's called the Juhu beach and, uh, everything in India, it's walled. So all the nice hotels, everything has literally like when you think of a Donald Trump wall, like this is how the hotels are in India and you have to go through the gate to get out to the beach. And I said, you know what? I'm tired of being bunked in my bed. Basically, I'm gonna go out to the beach. I'm just gonna, I don't care. And I literally had kids, Indian kids come up to me and they were like, Justin, Justin. I said, Who the <laughs> hell? I was like, what, what? They're like, 
And he literally pulls up his phone, a picture of B. And I said, no, 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 that's not, that's not me. So if you get the chance to go to India, the culture, the people, the fun, it is amazing. It is straight amazing. Yeah. And they may take you for somebody very famous. <laughs> that's that. I swear to God, that literally just, I just got off the phone with uh, my friend, uh, Mary, shout out Mary. She literally uh, told me she went to uh, India in pretty much kind of the same thing happened yeah. uh she, she has like very pretty girls she has you know bleach blonde hair and everyone was taking pictures with her everyone yep. and uh i yeah it, it sounds cool it sounds like great uh great culture um definitely should definitely check it out it's crazy you know even though this is off topic it contrary to the vast majority of people's beliefs uh asian cultures actually kind of idolize the western culture and they really love everything about the Western culture, whether it be the music, uh, whether it be the people, but the fashion too, uh, and now social media. So, I mean, it's interesting, but kind of rounding out this conversation about social media and everything that you've been doing and documenting this journey, you know, there's a lot of young people coming up and they get to see what you do. They get to see what I do. They get to see what, you know, our friends get to do, but what would you tell other flight attendants or other young people in the aviation world who want to start documenting, you know, their journey or more of the cool things uh, they're doing, what would be some of the things that you would tell them? Uh, start, just yeah. do it literally like post everything. And I, I sound so hypocritical cause I haven't posted a video <laughs> in like three weeks yeah. or an Instagram picture in like two weeks. Uh, but Literally just post. And I think a lot of the, the reasons why people don't um, is that they care too much uh, about what other people think about them. And then especially vlogging, like like take me, for example, I started vlogging and it, it's it's so nerve wracking. You're literally in public talking to no one. You're talking to an inanimate bit. I can't even say it. inanimate, inanimate. <laughs> object. That is a camera. And it's like you look ridiculous talking yeah. to yourself and um and even my family like at the beginning um you know obviously they were like supportive but like until you see you know your your son or your brother talking to himself you're like what is this what is this guy doing what, is, what does he think he's doing yeah um but just do it and like people will get behind you once you get behind yourself uh -huh. if that makes sense like once you're like all right all right, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm quitting college. I'm going to be a flight attendant. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 sure you will. Well, once you start passing out peanuts, once you got them wings, once you get through training, once, once everything is going, once actually starts happening and, like, people start seeing everything and, like, then they want to join on the train yeah. and everything, which, which is completely fine. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying college is bad. You know, if college is for you, do college. But for me, it did not pan out. Uh, so I started being a flight attendant and it was amazing. Uh, but at the same time, like just, just do what you want to do and, uh, don't let other people's opinions, uh, in terms of like posting on social media pictures. Like if you like it, if you like the picture, post it. If you think that is a hilarious video, post, post it. it on your story, yeah. post it on your YouTube. Like, and then, cause like, if you don't think it's good, then other people, might think it's good. They might not. But like, if you definitely love it, then other people will love it. And then they'll love you because you love it. Yep. Cause like people can tell, like it's so easy to watch a video online and be like, either one, this person isn't 
doesn't like what they're doing. This person is just doing it for like like money or uh you know, you can you can see through the camera. Even yeah. when I watch I'm sure when you watch videos, you're like, all right, this guy's like yeah, you're like you just click out. You're yeah. like, okay, this guy too much. And then um but like if it's you, one hundred thousand percent transparent you, do it, go for it, post it hundred percent. It's like it's crazy because like, you know, it's like when I started I was I mean, I was nervous. Yeah, starting, just like this, the man. Of course, of course, you were. But, man. but what I, I'm nervous now, <laughs> doing your first. Yeah, <laughs> but the one thing, the one thing I learned is like, okay, you start posting this stuff, and it's actually, you know, people are so worried about the negative things that that may come out of it. But it's weird, right? Like, I think negativity finds negativity, and if you're just yep. kind of a positive person, like, I mean, I'm 26 episodes in now. I've received maybe one negative, stupid comment from some random person. I had no idea who it was. I was like, oh, what the yeah. heck's coming up? And that's one. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, so, see, exactly. this is just easy. You just do it. You keep posting. People see it. And eventually people like it. You know? It's, exactly. So, no, that, that, I think that's really, really good tips. Because I think, I mean, for the most part, would you say it's kind of, it's helped you in your job doing what you're doing? In terms of the social media? Yeah, just Documenting what you're doing, showing people what you do, um, chrono- you know, just documenting, I don't know, the journey, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been awesome. Uh, I mean, I, I can't, you know, confirm or deny it had yeah. anything to do with me, you know, landing a commercial. But, yeah. um, but definitely the comfortability in front of a camera helped. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say that. Um, but it, it's just... It's it's cool to uh, to to share your life and you know have people uh, you know find interest in your life and a lot of people think my life's not interesting. I'm sure it definitely is. I'm <laughs> sure it is. Like everyone's got some stuff going on. Yeah. Like, I I don't know you know exactly what what niches you guys want to get into. You know, um, if you guys do want to start, uh, you know maybe you want to start a podcast. Maybe you want to start a the YouTube channel. Uh, just, just start and then it'll, the rest will figure, figure itself out, you know? So one of the last things I want to talk about, you know, kind of rounding out the, uh, the podcast is I like to end it kind of, you know, getting into your kind of personal ease. Cause we've, you know, we heard how you grew up, uh, you know, in the younger years, we, we've heard how you, you know, how, you know, how you started as a flight attendant, how things are going at Southwest and then how you're kind of using social media to kind of document this just for people to see and kind of give light to, you know, what a job as a flight attendant is. But I know it takes a lot for someone to, you know, get in a position, you know, that you have, we were talking before the podcast, uh, you know, I think you said, you know, not every, not everybody makes the cut, you know, it's kind of, you compared it to, to Harvard. So before we wrap this up, you know, I want to get into a deeper dive of what you believe kind of as a person, you know, what are your personal beliefs? Um, so what are, what do you consider your personal values that you try to always live by? Um, deep, deep, man. I love it. I love it. We're going super deep here. Um, pers- I, I don't know, man. I, I think everyone, you know, with, with traveling, I feel like, you know, I've been, I've been blessed enough to see a lot of different cultures and definitely one of the things I'd say is to not judge a book by its cover. Yeah. You know, you'll go, you'll go somewhere, man. And you, with preconceived notions, um, you know, I'm even, I went to, uh, I did a trip to Dubai and, uh, you know, there was a few of my family members who were like, Oh, you can't go 
over there. You know, it's, can't go to the Middle East. There's a lot of political things happening. And, uh, man, the, the, the people there could not have been cooler. They could not have been nicer. Yep. And it was literally one of the most amazing, extravagant places I've ever been. And so if you go, you know, into, into places and different things with preconceived notions or, uh, you know, bias, prejudices or any just, um, just like opinions that that you have without actually like being there experiencing it you you honestly like you can't really say much um until you actually go and i personally feel this a lot for for people that like traveling alone mm-hmm. uh especially with girls cuz I, I you know one of my really really good friends here in LA her name's Ava she uh she's a travel writer and she travels by herself all the time and she definitely like just loves to tell you know girls like it's not not safe to like travel by yourself. Yeah. You know, you just got you got to do it smart, and at the same time, um, you know, give the world a chance. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can't judge you know a different country when you know. I'll say for some of my my other friends that live in Rhode Island that haven't even seen other states. Yeah, exactly. Like, how, how are you going to judge the whole world if you haven't even like? been to you know nebraska or something like somewhere like random like in your own country let alone across the world like you like it doesn't make sense you can't say this like preconceived notions you know don't judge a book fights cover being nice you know being nice too it's just like it's just you know there's no need to be to be mean like in any situation like just take the high road even if someone else is being mean um but yeah, yeah, those are a couple of my uh, just like personal. Speaking of Nebraska, you say Nebraska. Have you been to Omaha, the Omaha airport? Omaha, I have Omaha steaks. But you know about it, man. That's uh, that's my hometown. That's where I was born, no raised, way. and lived. Omaha, Nebraska. Yep, twenty love it, twenty-two man. years. That's, twenty-two yeah, years. Twenty-two years. That's born right. I left uh, right after graduation. And then came okay. Down here to the, okay. To DFW. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I will say uh, I'm I'm a Providence College basketball fan. Oh, you know? no. we, we actually, bro, we no. bought heads and Craigan. We bought heads Yeah, we Craigan, do. It's good bro, though, so man. It's know. good. It's I good. Know, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. I had a really, really good friend that I, I worked with. He was a he was a Providence uh, graduate too. So come basketball nice. season, we would become friends, and then for two games a year. We would not be yep. friends, but it's okay. Yeah, it, it's yep. it's a healthy love. But uh, you got to do it, man. How do you those personal values that we're talking about? You know, how do you inject that into your daily work life? Um. Yeah. I mean, just like I said, like before you go somewhere, man. Just like, and it's it's like the same with you know people coming on the plane. It's like, like I'm not gonna treat anyone differently that comes from a different state or a different city that like or a different country because like we're flying international now so it's you can't um you know i just put those those values in terms of like don't uh you know judge a book by its cover or a uh, a certain uh stereotype because there's, there's a lot of stereotypes in terms of even cities like you know from maybe it's from flight attendants or from uh, you know, different accents in different uh, states or different countries that, um, you know, you might, you know, get a certain idea about. But it's it, it's like, I mean, just being nice and literally everyone is just trying to, you know, have a good time on their flight. Yep. And everyone's everyone's traveling. Like <laughs> traveling is like it's not easy. It's not easy. Like you show up to the airport like you might have a problem with the baggage or like your suitcase is too heavy. So you have to literally take everything out, put it in another bag that you don't have. So now you got a trash bag for us. <laughs> and now you're like going on the airport and you have a trash bag and you're like, I hope everyone's not judging me. Cause I just put everything in my Gucci bag, but now I got a trash bag. And now people think I'm like, 
like I don't care if you come out with a trash bag or a Gucci bag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like so like that's kind of how I <laughs> like put it in because like I know stuff happens. It's like stuff happens with me too. Like I was you know just traveling. I didn't even really like live anywhere for uh, I don't even know like the past I don't know like six months or something. I was just like I would work and then after I would work I'd either like go you know chill with some friends. I either go back to Rhode Island, Tampa. A lot of friends in LA come here for weekends and I, like people people just live different lives so um i think that's that's one of the 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 great things about my job is that I, i've been blessed to uh have a lot of experiences for sure so i mean through all these stories i mean you literally are a book full of stories you could you could literally write a bunch of stories <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced but you've experienced a ton uh already you know so far yeah. and you know, I did not know that story that you told about your your diagnosis, which is just crazy. I mean, that yep. way more mad respect, even though I respect I respect all <laughs> flight attendants really for what they thank do, you, man. Like you. it's serious. Like you guys got Appreciate a tough it. job, but you know these roadblocks that you had to overcome because you've had to overcome, you know, a, a few now. What you know for maybe the younger generation that's coming below us, you know, what how can you you know what are the tips? How can you prepare them? for maybe overcoming some of those same, those same roadblocks, maybe not just, not just in something, uh, like you've had to live through, but maybe in their job or maybe they want to become a flight attendant. So maybe it's the roadblocks of that, you know, what are some of the tips for those roadblocks? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say stay true to yourself. Like, like, you know, you better than anyone, like you have your parents, you have your best friends. It's like, but you know what you want to do, what you love to do. It doesn't matter what your best friend thinks is good for you or what your parents might want for you. Yeah. But if you want to do something, just go for it. If you want to add basket weave for the rest of your life, if you want to, you know, make paper mache horses and sell them on the internet, do that. Like whatever your passion is, do it, find out a way to make money from it. And literally you guys have computers in your phones. You're watching this or listening to this uh, podcast on an absolute supercomputer that is your cell phone. So it's like use Google to do a lot of different things. Like when I wanted to uh, make YouTube videos, I watched so many YouTube videos about how to make YouTube videos. Yeah. Like I've watched crazy, like as of lately, a lot more on uh, photography and like, you know, how to get your ISO and, you know, shutter speed and aperture and like all these like fancy photography words that like I am still learning, but am not learning in class. Like there's not, you know, uh, a YouTuber, videography, Instagram, social media, like there's not, there's not a class yeah. like that. <laughs> so, but you have Google, you have, uh, you have YouTube. So whatever you find out that you love, uh, try to be an expert in it and trying to find uh, a way that you can make money in it. And then the, the rest is up to you, you know, don't care what other people think about what you love and, uh, uh you know, just do what you want to do. Like ultimately, I mean, that's literally how I started, you know, doing, uh, being able to do these interviews and just producing the podcast in general. I literally went to YouTube and did that little search. I said, how do you, uh, it was yep. like, how do you produce a podcast? And boom, exactly. And it's literally five yep. minutes. So yeah, I mean, boom. people just can't be, they can't be afraid. So the last question I want to ask you, and I asked this of all my guests, cause I think this is really important. Not only do I learn a lot, but I feel like other other people, uh, they learn a lot too. 
But if you could send a message to yourself ten years ago, what oh, would you man. tell? <laughs> what would you tell the younger, the younger Matt? I mean, you are. I mean, uh, the way you, uh, all, your whole story. It's like, I mean, he actually lived. I mean, he did everything. He tried a lot of things and that. But I mean, is there anything you would tell yourself ten years ago? You know, knowing what you know now. Man, um, it's it's so crazy. I'm I'm trying to think about it because. You know, I would love to say to myself, like, don't care what people think. But, man, I remember, like, hearing that when I was a kid and being like, how do I do that? Because your whole, your whole, like, I don't know, if you're in, like, middle school, your whole life is, like, about school. And it, it's about, like, your family and your sports and your friends that it's like, you know, I, I can't think, I can't think any other way. And, like, if someone, ah. I don't know. I'm trying to uh, trying to put this into fruit. I would definitely say start vlogging for sure. Like, <laughs> I would start vlogging because, like, the thing is, like, I've been vlogging for a year and a half. So it's like now. Imagine if I imagine if you started this podcast when you were like ten. No, you know what? Or like, I, I have to I have to jump in and like tell this story because literally six years ago, you're talking, you're literally preaching to me because I remember to this day. When these stupid little phones came out, I was a, oh shit, what was I? I was a, I want to say I was a sophomore in high school and one of my homeroom, we started every day with homeroom, his dad got him one of those first iPhones, you know, the silver, looked like an iPod. And the first thing I said, he goes, oh man, this is such a cool phone. You got to look at this. You got to get one of these. And I said, you know, I have a cell phone. I have an iPod. What the heck do I need an iPhone for? Like no one's, yep. gonna, no one's going to do that. This is never going to survive. And look what I have now. I'm like, I'm like the biggest, but now like I'm literally learning from my mistakes as I was younger. And I'm like, man, if only I knew what I did now. <laughs> yep. Ridiculous. It all comes full circle. Yeah. <laughs> but let's jump into, let's jump into, uh, the lightning round questions we've wrapped up. I mean, we've talked about your early life. We've talked about, you know, what it's like to be a flight attendant and go through that whole process. We've talked about how you use social media to document your whole journey. And now we've kind of learned about, you know, your personal values and who, you know, who you are on a day-to-day basis, but I kind of want to have some fun now. And this is, I love doing this with all my guests. It's the lightning round questions. So we're going to ask 10 questions. Oh man! And you have to say whatever's on the tip of your uh, on the tip of your tongue. So you can't think about it. <laughs> it's ra- it's rapid okay. fire. So we're gonna start. Let's do it, with man. Question number one. You know, everybody from pilots to mechanics to flight attendants to everybody to the ramp agents, everybody has their own quirks in aviation. So on a scale of one to ten, how weird do you consider yourself? Oh, twelve. I, I like the role I'm on. My Aaron, he 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 said ten the last time. I said yes. I love the I love the literally the honesty of people. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. On. No, no, it's twelve. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. Question number two. What's your favorite word? Uh, dude. Dude. Yeah, dude, or bro. Yeah, for sure. All right. I question, say in like every single sentence. <laughs> question number three. What's your favorite food? Pizza. Definitely pizza. All right. Any good pizza out in LA? I uh, haven't found any yet. No, not the. All right. Question number four. What sound or noise do you absolutely love? Uh, engines, like taking off, like okay. planes. 
for sure. Number five, what's the most important? This is going to be a good one. What's the most important thing you carry with you on every single flight? Oh, uh, my phone, my phone and headphones for sure. Okay. Okay. Number yeah. six, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt if you had the opportunity? Uh, probably like a stunt double or something. Okay. Like, Cause like I love skydiving and stuff. Uh-huh. So like, I don't know. Number seven. Yo, if I'm a stunt double yeah. at some point, I am replaying this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> be like, oh, see, Matt, I told you so. We were going to yep, be a stunt here we double. Go. <laughs> uh, question number seven. What are you not very good at? Uh, the singing. Okay. I'm a terrible yeah. singer, too. I'd, yeah. try singing I, I'd show you, but no. <laughs> uh, question number eight. What is your ultimate dream in life? I I'm doing it, man. I I don't know. Regular life, bro. I'm doing it right now. All right. Question number nine. What is your biggest? This will be interesting because I think I'm going to get a different perspective on you. But what is your biggest okay. pet peeve in your aviation world? Oh, dude. Oh, man. There's so many, bro. To be honest, like, is it is it so like when people don't like literally? Because I do it all the time, and I'm going to say. And sorry, I'm kind of backtracking, but this is kind of interesting based on kind of your career. But like, is it is it a pet peeve of yours? Like when you're when you're going up and down the aisle before the flight, and you like you've said it ten times, like, "Hey, people, turn your damn phones off," and you still people <laughs> sitting there like, Haha, "I'm smarter than them. I'm gonna do this." <laughs> no, no, What's it's your funny because like, no, some some people get like mad at that or like little things. No, for me, it's like it's like when passengers are like clipping their toenails on the plane, like what you, you don't do that on the plane no. and like putting them on the seats. And stuff. Oh. So like some people think other people are crazy when they have like those wipes and they're wiping everything down. Yeah. Like, nah, like they're, they're normal. They're normal. I've seen some stuff. <laughs> people do that. They clip. Yeah. Their but oh not that often. Like, but whenever I see it, I'm like, oh man, that's don't do that, man. All right. So question number 10, and I ask this of everybody, regardless if they are a pilot or not, if you had the opportunity to fly anything, what would you fly? Like an airplane? Yeah. Uh, man, I've never been on an A380, so I would ah, definitely the double say decker? A380, okay. double decker, yeah. man. I've been on a 7-4, I got a little tour on uh, Lufthansa one time, but like, nice. yeah, A380, man, that would be insane, bro. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right, well, that wraps yeah. up the lightning round. I mean, just a fun little thing that I love to do with all my guests, just to just to get a nice little funny side uh, of them. But we're going <laughs> to we're gonna wrap up the podcast here with some final questions. And basically how this little part goes is I'm going to ask you one question, and I ask this of all my guests, uh, because I think it's really, really interesting. Uh, And then the second one, I'm going to let you ask me a question. So it's a question that I don't know about. I have no idea. I have no idea what you're going to ask me. I basically just told you in our outline. I said, now you get to ask me a question. So I'm really, really intrigued. Uh, And then we're going to ask, we're going to ask one more question to the audience and we'll post that over uh, on social media. So the question that I have for you is down the line, 70 years from now, how do, how do you want people to remember Matt? Man, that's so crazy, man. And like, I feel like this podcast is like, this is why I do like the videos and everything, yeah. man, because like, this is how they would like, this is how people will remember, like yeah. not even will remember, but like, it'll give people an insight. Um, I don't know, man, just like that. I was just like, a, you know, dope dude. I, I stay true to myself. And like, you know, hopefully like I've inspired people to, you know, you know, 
question what they're doing. You know, if, if, you know, do they love what they're doing? Do they love the city they're in? You know, do they like who they surround themselves with? Um, you know, I hope with my crazy like antics and my skydiving, my scuba diving and, you know, all the other crazy stuff that I do that, you know, people can look at me, you know, with having, you know, a lung disease, cystic fibrosis and being like, man, if this dude can do all of that while having this, so can I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I came from a small town, small estate and, you know, now I'm, you know, making YouTube videos. I'm out in LA, like getting photography gigs and just like living genuinely my best life. Um, you know, I hope other people can look at me and be like, so can I. Um, and you know, that's, that's kind of, kind of what I want, uh, you know, people to look at, but you know, people are going to look at, you know, look at you how they want to look at you and you know, it's okay with me. So. (laughs) All right. Now you get to ask me a question and for the audience, I'm not prepared for what he's going to ask me. So I'm always intrigued (laughs) because last episode, I literally got like I got floored. Wait, what did, my last what was the last, my last guess he goes, What was your most embar like what's the most embarrassing story you have, you know, oh, about man. I literally had to tell him some story like I was in like second grade or something that me and a bunch of kids at school, we'd pulled some stupid stunt and it wasn't very f- now that I look back I'm like oh, that was stupid. But uh, yeah, it was course, pretty pretty embarrassing. Grade. So I'm really intrigued. What what question do you want to ask me? Oh man. Um I got to go, you know, since we started with the, the, the road trip, you know, yeah, like that's probably one of the things that helped me, uh, you know, shape me to be who I am. Uh-huh. But my question for you is what is your favorite road trip snack? My, f- oh, you my go f- into the gas uh, station, okay. you get yep. one snack. What is it? If I can find it and it, this is, I mean, this is a serious, if I can find it, if I can find Haribo, the Haribo gummy bears in the little gold pack. That <laughs> is my snack. Literally those gummy, Har- bears. gummy bears are the, they're literally the shit. I don't care what anybody has to say. Gummy bears <laughs> are the bees knees. Gummy bears in a Mountain Dew. Literally. You can literally, if my wife okay. came up here right now and she said, Hey, you know, Hey, what's your husband's favorite snack? She'll say, Oh, the gummy bears, you know, in the little gold pack. <laughs> yeah. It's gummy bears in a Mountain Dew. Like literally now that we drive like around Texas and stuff, like, that's what I live off of, sugar and caffeine on the road. Like I swear, okay. I swear. <laughs> okay. Okay. What, what's your favorite? What's your favorite snack? Uh, t- well, the drink for sure. Uh, it's uh, it's the blue Gatorade, not like the dark blue. It's not cool the light blue. blue. It's glacier free. Okay. Yeah, gla- yeah, glacier freeze uh, blue, um, which is the best Gatorade by far. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to you know throw hands with anyone who says yeah. this. <laughs> um, and then. Yeah, I I gotta go with the uh, the classic Reese's peanut butter cups, man. Oh, I, I, I gotta I gotta go with it, man. You get the perfect <laughs> of uh, Reese's. It's a you know chocolate to peanut butter ratio. It's it's just amazing. But it sucks if it melts. If you're on a road trip and it's warm. I mean, I where <laughs> I don't know where it's being kept. That like I don't eat it immediately, but uh, possibly. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah. <laughs> All right. The last question before before we kind of let you we we have a little time and we're gonna let you uh, tell the audience or where they where uh, they can find you. But the last question, what 
do you want to ask the audience, you know, of them? You know, th- these oh, are people from okay. people that are interested in aviation, people that are in aviation. You know, there's been a few older pilots. I like I had an American Airlines, uh, younger American Airlines pilot. He reached out, said he was listening and said, hey, thanks for doing what you're doing. You know, it's pretty cool. But so we have this wide range of audience. You know, what what do you want to ask them? Like, what question would you have for them? Okay, okay. Uh, you know, I might go one and a half questions if you don't mind. Oh, no, 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 that's cool. I, w- I would definitely, uh, I w- I'm going to ask the audience, are you 100% happy at your current job? And I will follow up with that by saying, what do you love to do? So are you happy at your job? And what do you love to do? Because, you know, I'm hoping to trigger someone to be like, I'm not happy at my job and I love plants and I will challenge them to, you know, find a job, you know, that involves plants plants where they can, you know, like make, you know, decent living doing something they love versus something they hate. So that's my question to the audience. Are you happy at your job? That's that's funny because that's exactly how I got into the aviation world for two years after school. I graduated. I went into a field that I thought I wanted to do. And after yeah. two years, I said, I'm not having fun with this. I love the people. They're great. Uh, and I talked to my bosses. I said, I would like a move because I want to do stuff that I'm passionate about. And yeah. now I get to do what I'm passionate about. So it's cool. So the last part, the last part of the podcast, this is where, you know, people can start finding you. So where can people find you on social media? Where can they find you out on YouTube and how can they support, you know, what you're, what you're pretty much doing for all the flight attendants out there? Of course, man. Of course. Well, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. Like this, this whole podcast I've, uh, I've been addressed as Matt, but no one calls me Matt unless I'm working. My nickname is Molives. So it's wow. Olives with an, with an M in front. Molives is my nickname. I, I, I got it in like fourth grade. Uh-huh. One of my buddies gave it to me because my name is like Matt Oliveira. So I did like Malavera. Um, so I'm on all social media as Molives TV on Instagram and YouTube. Um, so yeah, uh, follow me there. <laughs> you literally, you could probably start your own like, uh, like olive bread. You could call it Molives. Literally just call it Molives. Bro, there, it. there like literally is like a Molives, like olives. Is like, it? It's already brand. out there? It's ridiculous. Yeah, oh, I have no darn. idea. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know what? I'm going to email them. Maybe yeah. we could, uh, you know, do a little collaboration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, Matt, I have to be honest, man. This has been an incredible story. And I mean, there were some things that I did not expect to hear on the podcast. And I definitely heard those today. So, I mean. Thank you. I mean, thank you for doing what you're doing. You know, Colin, thanks for having me, brother. It's been a great story. And I hope I hope there's people out there that hear it and kind of, you know, they learn a thing or two from you. I know I don't have much to teach them, but I mean, you had an incredible story that I hope people uh, people learn from. So I just want to say thank you very much for uh, being a guest on the uh, the podcast. And thank you so much for being the first flight attendant on the podcast. I mean, it's been pretty uh it's been a lot of fun i really really do appreciate your uh your yeah, time brother i appreciate you having me man absolutely so thank you everybody for uh listening today that's that's pretty much wraps it up for today's episode i mean what a good episode uh of the ask the Have geek show but 
He told you where you uh, where you can find him. Go give him a follow on social media. Go give him a subscribe on YouTube, uh, and make sure you let him know that you heard him on the podcast because it's his first podcast. We got to make sure you know people yeah, are, people are reaching out and following him. But if you haven't followed uh, you know uh, me, you can find me at Hodge H O D G E underscore C H E. We're gonna post about this episode uh, over on social media, uh, and then hopefully we can continue the conversation there from the questions that Matt has so thank you everybody for listening to another uh, episode of the Avgi chronicles podcast and uh we'll see you next time on the next episode and hopefully have another great story for you take care Let's go.